Welcome, everybody, to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. You're home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Hey, Soto, what's going on, guy? It's been, what's uh, goody? what, not even 24 hours? Not even. Not even. So, you know, AEW is, uh, I don't know, man. AEW's been looking um, pretty, pretty top tier after Revolution. A lot of stuff going to play. Less of being broken down, so let's get right into it. Because I know you're yeah. tired, I'm tired, but when it comes to the wrestling, we are in it to win it. <laughs> All right, so uh, there was three buy-in matches. Uh, first one, Layla Hirsch defeated uh, Chris Stantlander, which is a fun uh, match. Then we, right. Then we had Hook defeating QT Marshall by submission. Another great match. Then we had the buy-in match. Uh, another buy-in match. Uh, the House of Black defeating uh, Death Triangle and Eric uh, Redbeard by pinfall. So, uh, you know, three three buy-in matches, not too bad. Um, then we had the opener, which was uh, Eddie Kingston uh, defeating Chris Jericho by sub- by submission, which I think. And, and I'm gonna say it again, like I said on Facebook, I said I said it on Instagram and Twitter. Eddie Kingston finally did it. <laughs> got his pay-per-view chant. Guys, guys, first pay-per-view win. As crazy as that I mean, seemed. as crazy as it sounds, because he's been there for a while. So, um, picking up a huge victory of Chris Jericho, um, and then uh, post match we saw, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston kind of follow that Ring of Honor code where you know you shake your opponent's hand, right? Uh, but but Chris Jericho refused. So uh, it kind of seems like you know the the heel turn is in effect for uh, Chris Jericho. Which, uh, then we have I said the, before it's kind of it was it was it was coming based on what you know everything's going on with the group. So someone has to be the one to to the to 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 descent. So it's gonna be Jericho here, which is right rightfully so. Right. I mean to be honest with you, I, I honestly thought it was a good match. Um I honestly thought, you know, Santana and Ortiz would, you know, would probably be involved in it, in that match in, in some uh, capacity. But, you know, the fact that they didn't show up was was uh, truly surprising, you know. Um, but, you know, Eddie Kingston finally, like you said, uh, you know, big, you know, picking up the big victory, quote unquote, got the big one. For whatever it may be, so. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what goes with Jericho. We'll see what goes with Kingston. And it, it was just funny. We were putting out that Kingston looked at the, at the at the wrestling. I won. Wait, I did it. And was all oh, like, you know, yeah. Like, and then that like smirk on his face, like right. you know, uh, like yeah, I, I know I won. So um, uh, interesting to see where this goes. Um, you know, with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Um, you know, it's up in the air right now, so you just got to tune in on Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Um, then we have the three-way tag uh, team match, Jurassic Express, uh, retaining um, and defeating Red Dragon and the, you know, the Young Bucks to retain the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Which you said, um, and I quote, this was the match of the night. In my opinion, this was easily the best. Ma- I think it was the best match of the night it was my favorite match of the night um it, it was just it was just complete mayhem and 
um you know the chemistry with with all six individuals like everything just i think everything was just perfect and it goes to show Um, too that the aw tag team division just from top to bottom has so much depth it's well, scary. I mean, yeah, the, the, we, we, we went on record saying that the AEW tag division is the best division, is the best, ta- AEW has the, the best tag division. Right. Um. So there's no question about it. And, you know, you can, I know people, you know, uh, knock on the Young Bucks and whatnot, but calling them overrated, but they are they put on a, a show. tag team that they put on the show and rarely really put on a bad match so you know credit to them and then um it, it was also uh uh red dragons uh you know debut as a tag team so um you know they're they're going to be future champions as well and yeah uh, yeah and then now there's more heat between um red dragons uh, i mean red dragon and and the young bucks so uh you know stay tuned for that yeah. Um. The face of the then it was the face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh. Warlow, um, picking up the victory over Christian uh, Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. Top to bottom, this was a very well put match. Um. You always, it's always going to see Christian in a good situation. He's always putting guys over. Powerhouse Hobbs, I gotta say, is probably one of my favorite, one of my more enjoyable wrestlers to watch on AEW. You know, he fits in everywhere you put him, you know, in any spot you give him in any situation, you can tell like, this guy can really wrestle. This guy's really good at right. what he does. Some guys, you know, like, why is he here? We say it all the time with a majority of wrestlers. Like, we watch them. It's like, why is this? Why is person A in match X? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, he's just there just yeah. to be there. With Hobbs, you could put him anywhere and he fits in perfectly. Okay. On top of that, you got Keith Lee doing his thing. You know, Warlow finally got um I don't say what he deserved, um, but it was a well-earned and well credible victory. And now he is right. the quote unquote face of the revolution. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this match. Um it, it was solid. Um, you know, there was one thing about this match, like I would have added. And that probably would have been like a, a, a high flyer. Okay. Yeah, I would have definitely like a like a Dante Martin, or um, you know, damn. It. I mean, if only like Phoenix was was uh you know um healthy, you know, you, right. you could put another high flyer. But overall, this match um, you know, uh, was on fire. Every everybody. Um, had their spots so um, and then Warlow you know uh, Warlow is the face of the revolution and you know Warlow picking up this victory it kind of shows their faith in Warlow um, that they have big you know big plans um, for him and he's without a doubt a future champion yeah no question Um, then you had uh, the undefeated uh, Jade Cargill uh, defeat take Conti um, to retain the TBS championship. This was easy. This was um, <laughs> it was an easy call. Some of you all have seen that coming. You know, it was a quick. You know, show um, show Cargo how good she really is, and let her just prove she's a worthy champion. And she, I think, she is a very worthy champion. 
It's just a matter of like where, what goes on from here for her. Who's her, who's her next opponent? Who's going to be the next in line to compete with her? Right. That's how, that's how I put it with things. Um, th- there's not much uh, of a big takeaway on this match. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, I did go on record to, to say that this was probably my least favorite match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, de- I definitely loved uh, Jade Cargill's, um, you know, h- how she uh, dressed up as Jade from Mortal Kombat. Just so you know, uh, world, the fans out there, Soto is a diehard Mortal Kombat fan. So I am, I am. So that just like, you know, easy sell that, here. Yeah, definitely not that. She definitely gained some points there. And then, to be honest with you, Jade Cargill was somebody that I had early doubts, but I think if you if you've seen her matches, right? She's uh, she's currently twenty nine and zero. You've seen like consistent improvement in her wrestling ability and skills and she's only going to get better so um yeah you know jade and obviously jade has the look she has the physique like you know she she's everything that you can ask for right now and um yeah she's gonna go on that you know goldberg kind of streak so it's okay yeah i'm gonna uh, and and that's the thing. You look at you look at the AEW roster. I don't think there's one person that can take down Jade right now, right now. So right. Uh, then you had uh, the dog collar match: CM Punk defeating MJF. I enjoyed this one. Um, however, it's a gimmick match, so you are very limited to what you're gonna see out of uh, out of everybody. So you knew what Punk was gonna do. Punk is the Punk is the type of guy who gets it. He gets it from the mud. I think MGF as good as he is. Um, I don't. I want. I don't want to say he's limited, but using his healer's tendencies in this match, you saw a lot of what he can do. I think if this wasn't a dark color match, just a regular, you know, um, no holds barred match, you would see a lot more of MGF and more of like more less of a limitation than he has. But nonetheless, you saw Punk in his element, how he gets down, how he goes about his business. Um, I want to see what happens later on with him and Warlow. And I think you're going to see really how good MJF is. If you have not seen the potential in now, you're going to see it come out later on. He's going to get, as much as I hate MJF, he is excellent at what he does. He is probably top five and not like five, four or five in the company. He's probably in the top three best wrestlers on the roster. And person is gimmick, his character, his personality. This guy is the the moon is nothing to him. That's all far. I saw how high he could really be in this company as a heel. So you're gonna see a lot more, a lot more greatness out of MJF for Punk. Punk gets it done. Punk goes over onto the next situation. He could be due for a match against Hangman Page at some point, or you know whoever's champ. I think a belt. I think he's due for a belt now. I think it's time. He's had enough of a of a run for now. We're okay. You know what? Give him a, a title shot. Let's see how he does, and see where he goes from there. So, um, so right now the score is one one. Um, there should be a third match. If if there isn't. 
one between CM Punk and MJF, I'm cool with it because this was uh, a masterpiece of a storyline. Um, just everything that, that was brought together and put together, you know, at Revolution, when you have CM Punk coming out to his old Ring of Honor theme and gear. With everything going on with Ring of Honor outside of the AEW. Right. There's a lot so, of speculation now. So now the fans are, you know, going crazy about that. Adds more to the storyline. Then at, towards the end of the match, you know, MJF is calling for Warlow. Warlow comes out and seems to forget where he placed the ring, but he knew where it was the whole time. And oh, wrong pocket, must have forgot. Right. And then he just puts the ring there for Punk to pick it up and use it and pick up the victory. I I, I think, you know, um, Every, this this whole storyline, how it was put together, it was just simply amazing. And now you have Warlow separating himself from MJF and turning him into a, a bigger star. Um, I don't like. I do. I, I do agree with you. I feel like towards the end when when CM Punk is celebrating and he yells out oh something about oh I want a title or something like that. Yes, Hangman Page's next opponent should be CM Punk because now, you know, MJF is is going to have his hands tied with Warlow. And having said that, you know, Warlow does have a shot at the TNT Championship against Sammy Guevara since he won the face of, uh, you know, uh, face of the Revolution ladder match. I think that's where MJF being the ultimate heel that he is, he causes Warlow the championship match. Um, and, and there you go. That's your next big rivalry for MGF and Warlow. So it's going to be each other, which will be really um, going over in that situation. I mean, it could go either way, to be honest with you. I mean, it should be Warlow because, you know, um, but at the same time, it's like, you also want to give MGF a break. Like he's been one of, or the top heel in AEW. Um, and and I think this this storyline with Punk just you know it, it helped MGF in so many levels you know right. in so many ways that um, I, I think it's time to put MGF in the main event and I've said this in a previous episode that I think MGF should be the one to take the title away from Hangman. You yeah, have um. And um, and that's why, like, I didn't pick Punk. I mean, I didn't pick Cole to to you know to beat Hangman in hopes that you know that would happen because uh, you know I, I'm I, I still think MJF is the one to take the title away from. I don't think it's gonna be Punk. So um, yeah, re- really really exciting match, uh, bloody match as you can expect, and yeah. uh, you know one of my you know one of my favorite. Uh, parts of the match was towards the end where you know uh punk hits uh mjf with the gts and then mjf just like casually falls on the thumbtacks yeah not forgetting all the shit that's there (laughs) yeah um then you had uh the aew women's world championship Britt baker defeating thunder rosa another really good match another uh i mean these Britt baker and thunder rosa are your top two Yes, you know, um, those two so, are everybody else. 
So I wasn't, so I was like, I was upset and I wasn't upset. I was upset because I was like, you know what? I think it's Thunder Rosa's moment to win the AEW, uh, you know, uh, Women's World Championship. I think Bear Baker has had an incredible run and it just needs to come to an end. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad because they just announced that next week um, Thunder Rosa is going to have a number one contender uh, championship match against Layla Hirsch. Right. Whoever wins that match the following week gets a shot at Britt Baker, which I see a rematch between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. What makes it so, so much special is that in two weeks, AEW takes place in San Antonio, which is Thunder Rosa's hometown. And the fact that um, it's also going to be the one year anniversary of the lights out match that Britt Baker had with Thunder Rosa last year, um, it just adds more to the storyline. And that's what AEW um, has been, you know, tremendous with. It's like, you know, building up storylines. So I do see Thunder Rosa defeating Britt Baker in two weeks to become the new AEW World's uh, Women's World Championship. Oh, and shout out to AEW for listening to their fans because I think a lot of people noticed late into the entrance that um, Britt Baker had a new uh, design. So the you know the AEW were, uh, the AEW Women's World Championship had a new design, and it looks incredible. It looks like a legit championship. So uh, I'm all for it. Be, a lot of pride can be taken into that. Yeah. And then uh, we go on to one of your favorite matches. Uh, John Moxley defeating uh, Brian Danielson by pitfall. Yes, this to me was my um, my favorite match. It's not well outside the nostalgic purpose because Brian Danielson, known as Daniel Bryan WWE, and John Moxley, known as Dean Ambrose WWE, used to have wars with each other, which is always fun to see. So to be able to go and have these guys go at it, they know each other for a long time, even in the Indies. You know, even going forward with, you know, WWE, now you have an AEW, to see him put in the scene where just a brutal match. These guys put up great, great stuff no matter what. So then you go with that, and then towards the end where they're not satisfied with, with the match, they want more to go. Whether you think Moxie won or Dan Bryan got cheated out the match, depending on how you look at things and how everything panned out at the end with the quick count or for what people are looking at what it is. I think it was I think Mox is one straight up, to be quite honest. Um he, he just outsmarted Daniel Bryan in the end. So then they go get all added and get all antsy with each other, and out comes William Regal, who is known throughout the world as a um I don't want to say a wrestling guru, but he's trained and mentored so many wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So to see a guy from a different company from WWE come in to take to take care of two guys who he's mentored for years to now quite possibly starting a faction if not a tag team because before the reason why they want to be a tag team and Amber's like I don't go attack people I haven't fought yet so it's like oh they don't say they fought before they didn't fought with this company so then duke it out and fight the way they did have real come in you said it before and it made perfect sense we can come in and be and not and not do anything but be a, be a leader for a faction. So these two guys can start out 
the stable. So I see this. It was a fun match from top to bottom, and the potential here is incredible. So we got to see what happens in the next couple of weeks, how this is going to grow from there. Yeah, I I loved it because, um, well, the match itself, because they literally beat the shit out of each other. It was brutal. Um, I mean, which which was completely expected. So it was, you know, um, it was bloody. It was, you know, it was a brawl. It was everything and, you expected. And that's and, how I enjoy it. I, I like Slugfest. Yeah. And then, you know, Moxley picks up the victory with a roll up and or, you know, some sort of weird pinfall. But, you know, he, he picks up the victory and out comes, you know, Regal, you know, after they, you know, continue brawling after the match. And, you know, which comp- you can easily say was the surprise of the night. And, you know, um, Regal, like you said, Regal, I think, is is a big signing. It, it's probably bigger than some of the stars that, that AEW has signed because... Just from what the... Just from his ability, what his power is in the wrestling world. Yeah, like, he, he you know, he can serve as a coach. He can serve as a mentor. And, you know, when he left WWE uh, or NXT, a lot of people were upset because, you know, he was well-respected. And, you know, what William Regal brings to AEW, he's going to boost morale. He is somebody that a lot of these wrestlers are going to go up to him for, you know, advice and suggestions and whatnot. So, um, you know, and then you, ha- you have Regal side with, with Danielson and Moxley forcing them to shake hands. So it's like, all right. So right now it kind of seems that Moxley and Danielson are in the same, um, you know, are in the same boat here. And what are they going to do? Are they going to form a tag team or are they going to form a faction? Because before, you know, this match, took place you know Danielson was trying to recruit Moxley as a tag team but he also went on the record saying oh we can take the next generation under our wings so you know we don't know what's next you know it it could it could be Moxley and Danielson as a tag team or they can just start their own faction which you know should be pretty cool as well yeah um then we go to uh I think it was the uh, six-man tag, um, the Tornado Trios tag team. So uh, Darby Allen, um, Sammy uh, Guevara, and Sting defeating um, Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah uh, Cassidy. Uh, and boy, was this a fun match as well. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't expect this to happen, to be honest with you. I, I thought this was just going to be like one of those like quick – filler up matches and this match was kind of crazy because they just like they fought all over the arena everywhere um, yeah everywhere shout this thing that would probably be the biggest takeaway of the match the fact that staying at 62 years old jumping off a barricade um landing on two tables like Soon to be sixty three years old, he is. I mean, that's, great. That's, listen, uh, WWE. I mean, I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying. 
I'm not saying he got hurt and it was a shitty situation, but it yeah, you could have yeah. waited it out. Yeah, no, but I feel like I feel like AEW, AEW's use of thing has been perfect because it's either you know he's out there mentoring Darby Allen or sometimes he's in a tag match, but you know they just they just let Sting rock and you know he just ran away with it to be honest with you um you know that was pretty cool so um and then uh i i hope uh you know to be honest with you i hope this is the end of this like partnership of you know the first of all the hardy family office that needs to just disband already um it'll end when jeff shows up whenever jeff and i hope it does and i hope it does whether it's the hardy boys whether it's you know the broken universe like whatever it is um it just needs to end because it's 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 really been atrocious um you know so uh yeah fun match fun match uh definitely exceeded expectations i can't deny that um, and then we have the main event, Hangman Adam Page defeating um, Adam Cole um, to retain the AEW World Championship. Top tier match. That's all I got to say about it. This match from start to finish had everything you needed in the main event and delivered on every aspect. Storytelling, involvement with both parties and outside interference. Mm-hmm. Um it just that's that's all I can really say about it. There's not much you can really break because it it was a I wouldn't call it a spectacle of its own. It was just something that was worth yeah, you, you had to watch it to believe how good it really was. And for it to cap off the night, perfect. And a great match, a top tier match to cap off a top tier pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um yeah, everything like it started off a little bit slow. Um, Which is fine. Then it, yeah, but then it picked up. Um, you know, the counters, the super kicks, the clotheslines. Um, then you had Red Dragon come in and uh, thinking, you know, uh, Cole might might pick up the victory here. And then Dark Order came in. Um, I think what was very, very interesting was that the Young Bucks did not show up. Um and I think that's that's a thing for for like those are signs of things to come. Um, so spoiler alert: I did see the episode today of Being the Elite, and there was a segment towards the end of the episode where, um, you know, uh, more or less it was like the Young Bucks talking to Adam Cole, and um, Adam Cole's like kind of like down, and he was like, "Oh, I would have appreciated if you guys had my back." Um, during the title match. Guess who was there? Red yeah, Dragon. Red Dragon was there. So uh, it kind of seems like they're already planting. I mean, they've been doing it, but now it's just further planting seeds for um, Adam Cole to um, just focus on him and Red, Dra- you know, Red Dragon. Um, he is going to turn against the Young Bucks. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And when that happens, it, it's going to set up the return of Kenny Omega, um, which I cannot, you know, I, I can't wait for. Uh, and Don, Don Cal said perfectly in the start of the interview, right when he said, we hope, we plan on seeing Adam Cole winning tonight. He didn't, but beating Heyman Page, 
because he would be a great transitional champ until the return of Omega. That right there says it all. That right there yeah. means I'm, then Adam Cole is way too good of a talent, especially leaving WWE, leaving NXT to come yeah. to AEW to be a transitional champion. That's yeah. so you know, disrespectful. And, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. All right. First of all, when Kenny Omega returns, I honestly believe Kenny Omega is returning as a face. So when yes. that happens, I don't see, um, I, I, I just don't see Don Callis fitting in with a, a, a Kenny Omega that, that turns face. So I feel like Don Callis could screw, you know, Kenny Omega down the, the line and align himself with Adam Cole. But it kind of seems like that's the direction that they're going. Yeah. Understandable completely. So, but other than that, you've said it yourself. I've reiterated several times. Um, just off sheer principle of the fact of, oh, excuse me, of what went down and how the paper turned out. This was great. You gave, I think you gave it an A to A plus. I'm giving it an A. And I have zero complaints about it whatsoever. Um, yeah, I just I, know. I Say Sorry it? to call you off. Yeah, I definitely give it like an A. It was borderline A plus, but it was definitely an A. I felt like this was um, one of the best wrestling uh, events of the year. I, and let me rephrase that. This was the best um, the, uh, wrestling event of the year so far. Um, I This might have been the best AEW event they've had all time. Really? Yes. It's between this one and the last one where, you know, where, um, I mean, where, where they had like Cole and Daniel Bryan uh, debut. It's between those two, but I think this one has the edge because I feel like the card itself, every single match, probably with the exception of one, maybe delivered. It, so, I agree 100%. And it's like just by sheer principle, the fact that oh, uh, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. What? So I know this is AEW, um, but we are in the closing minutes of WWE, and as you can see on my TV, Kevin Owens has just challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Yes, sir. My boy is back. So, business is kicked in. This is now the number one WrestleMania of all time. Stone Cold is back. I'm I'm, 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 I'm guessing it, but I'm uh, not. I'm more excited to watch Mania. If it's like a 10, 15. What's going down? I see in the background. It's confirmed. Uh, no, it says um, Kevin Owens with Stone Cold Steve Austin question mark. They teased it. If they're teasing it, it's happening. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. That's, so that's, wow. that, that's 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 actually pretty big. I'm if excited. It goes, but that's, we'll just, talk about that next week. Uh, yeah. Right now, one AW. Uh, you know, it's breaking news. Breaking news. Right. Um, yeah. But every, yeah. Over every over match, you can put any one of these matches on AEW's. Uh, whether a rampage or dynamite or dark, every one of these matches is a main event match. And then put main event matches all across the board on the card. You create 
a great pay per view, yeah. and this is where Revolution was the best yeah. of the best so far. And even the buy-ins, the the buy-in uh, matches, they delivered. They honestly delivered. And see, and I feel like that's that's why like AEW probably has like one leg up on WWE. It's because of the quality matches. Every single match did its purpose, and 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 the matches that you thought were gonna that you know that were gonna you know suck, they exceeded expectations you know so um yeah much credit to to, to AEW and the talent and the bookings and and creative um and then one thing we didn't touch on was well actually two things so we saw the return of um actually no i think it was one one thing oh well yeah one thing so we saw that um Formerly known as Isaiah Swerve Scott, now Isaiah Swerve Strickland, Strickland yeah. is officially all elite. Tremendous pickup, by the Excellent way. I, I just can't, yeah. When he, um, the quality, like the dream matches, like like whose house? Swerve's house. <laughs> Swerve's house. You know, um, the the amount of talent that AEW has, it's like you can't have, go wrong now. You just no, gotta put the matches together, right, and let it happen. And they have the 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 you know they have the talent to create multiple dream matches, and then now with AEW's acquisition of Ring of Honor, it just adds to that. And then uh, Tony Khan uh, said that he will be in charge of the booking in Ring of Honor, and that Ring of Honor supposedly was going to be like a um, like a development. Which is fine. Similar, similar to what NXT is to you're, you know, you're rebooting a, a company, so you want to go. You want you want to take your time with that, so it works out right. perfectly. So no complaints there. It makes it makes perfect sense. And until they get back on their feet and they get back running and rolling, then they can just split and Ring Around goes and does their own thing. Mm-hmm. So oh, it makes it's all good. It makes all sense. Yeah, no, all. overall, overall, a great show. Um, definitely. Like, See, that's the thing. Like, the event was like, what, 50 bucks? Like, there was 50, 50 bucks well spent. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So, but, you know, until next time, as always, with AEW, um, we have, I think, Double or Nothing is up next. So, as next time, we'll be talking about AEW pay Yeah, it's, it's going to happen, if I'm not mistaken, July. the end of May. Yeah. No, July. Oh, July? Okay. Yeah, I think it's in July or something. I could be wrong. March, April, May, June. Yeah, July. And it, yeah, it's three months. Because they got four or whatever a year, which is smart. You know, you get just enough where you're, where you're drawn into it. But it could be wrong. We'll correct that as uh, the week goes on. But that'll do it for us tonight May on tonight's episode. What? May 29th. May 29th? My bad. <laughs> yeah, I got it corrected. So I do never, it for us. Never doubt Soto. Listen, you the whiz kid, you got it. So no, no, yes, it is. Yes, you are. So that's tonight's episode. <laughs> Check us out on all streaming platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Radio Public. Um, we are live on Anchor as a home base. Anchor, as you know, week in, week out, we appreciate you guys nonstop for the con- for helping us with the content. If you guys want to start a pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view. If you guys want to start, we do pay-per-view. If you guys want to start a podcast, 
check us check out anchor they'll show you the way how to get everything done you can check us on all social media platforms on Instagram at sunset underscore flip underscore wrestling. You could check us out on Twitter at flip wrestling, or you could check us out on Facebook at the sunset flip wrestling podcast page. So again, Lee, I know you tired Soto. I'm tired myself. Yeah, I'm good. So right. from me to you, from us to the world, as always, it was a pleasure. Till next time, Soto. Well, likewise. <laughs>